I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is author, co-founder, and CEO of EverPlans, Abby Schneiderman. Her new book is In Case You Get Hit by a Bus, How to Organize Your Life Now for When You're Not Around Later. While the odds of getting hit by a bus are 495,000 to 1, the unexpected does happen, and without proper planning, the consequences can be magnified. Without losing a sense of personality and levity, Abby Schneiderman has crafted a practical program to plan for any contingency plan, covering everything from insurance and wills to medical issues and estate planning. This is not a depressing or morbid process, but an interesting journey where readers can uncover aspects in life that we put on our to-do list but never actually get around to doing. She's an industry expert in the areas of digital estate planning, technology and consumerism, and is a Fords.com contributor and has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and CNBC. Welcome to the show, Abby. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, great to have you. And as we said in the beginning, or before we got on the air, I guess, in case you get hit by a bus, I'm going to repeat it. Great title because we've all been hit by that bus. And uh, so we uh, we need to be able to organize our lives now, right? When we're not around later. Uh, That's a topic, though, that people very often are afraid to approach, obviously, because it's sort of our mortality is in question. We just kind of want to put it aside. We'll do it later. I even had an estate planning uh, lawyer on my show a few months ago. He said, I haven't even done my own estate planning. I can do other people's, but I can't do mine. So let's start with that. What keeps us from doing this? Why don't we organize our life? Because most people put it off. It's so true. And to your earlier point, um, and to get at the title of the book, in case you get hit by a bus, the point is that, uh, well, just take this past year, for example, Um, everything that we've experienced over um, the course of this pandemic, the whole world was sort of hit by a bus um, in the form of this pandemic. And the, uh, the, the facts are that people as you're saying, don't take the time to get prepared for a variety of reasons. I think that it's hard for people to think about their own mortality. I think some people are even superstitious that if they, if they start to think about um, healthcare directives, um, if they start to think about funeral planning, if they start to think about, you know, putting a will in place that's something's actually, you know, going to happen to them or they're going to die. But the truth is, is that's not going to happen. What is going to happen is that if you're not organized and you're not prepared, your family is going to be left with this huge disaster. And so that's what, really, that's what I focus on, our whole, our whole team focuses on, um, and the, the company that we've built over the past 10 years, Everplans, has been focused on since the beginning. Okay, and you talk about creating a digital estate plan. So, what? Because what, how do we do that? I mean, we can do that right now. Well, how, creating a digital estate plan. What does that mean? Right, and it used to be that people thought of estate planning as, you know, standard stuff like wills and and powers of attorney and life insurance policies um, and your financial accounts, but today with everything that we have online, 
and the fact that so much of our life is digital, um, you have to also think about digital estate planning. And I mean, the average person today has um, over 130 different accounts, which by the way, is expected to rise to over 200 this year. Each one of those accounts requires either an email or username and a password. And most people keep track of those passwords in their head. They try to memorize them. And so everything, digital estate planning takes into account everything from the online accounts that you have, and, um, and that could be anything from you know, your shopping accounts to your financial accounts to your um, iTunes accounts to your Amazon accounts. Um, to your physical uh, digital assets, like your computer um, or your phone and um, or the different digital devices that you have in your household. And so what we, what we try to get people thinking about are all of the different accounts and other digital assets that you have. What do you want done with those things? For example, if you are somebody that is a... Um, prolific social media person, and maybe you have hundreds of thousands of followers, or you've developed a gaming profile that has, um, you know, built up credibility over the years. Maybe you don't want those things just dying, you know, in the event that something happens to you. Maybe you want to keep them alive somehow. Maybe you want somebody else to take control over those things. Um, So we want people to think through the different accounts, what you want done with them, and then to make sure that all of those instructions are documented somewhere, whether that's on a service like Everplans or somewhere else that is secure, um, you need to be thinking about those things because, you know, our digital lives are going to be the things that, um, that, that end up, you know, our digital passwords, I should say, are the things that are going to lock our families out of our kingdom, so to speak. Do many people think of this, Abby, or is this a generational thing? Maybe younger people or like, you know, Gen X's, millennials, this is something in their kin. But I mean, if you're talking about people who probably will get, maybe get hit by a bus sooner, <laughs> baby boomers, um, I'm, did, do, is this something, This is, is this a new concept? Because I, I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, I hadn't actually really thought about this, but it's really key to any kind of a, I guess we can call it estate planning, right? Exactly. It's, it's definitely, what we have found is that it's definitely, um, it's definitely a new concept. That's, that's for sure. But it's definitely something that people are starting to be more aware of, I would say, over the past five years. And, um, and there are, um, I mean, we have dozens of articles and checklists and guides on our website that we have created over the years. We get about 4 million people a year who come to our, our website at Everplans just to read our, and, you know, articles on digital estate planning, articles on how do you create a will or how do you name a healthcare proxy, um, how do you plan a funeral. And we definitely have found that digital estate planning and the idea of making sure at the very least that your passwords are are um, are organized in a in a proper way um, is something that's becoming more and more prevalent. There are you know one of the things the book actually starts talking about passwords and ends talking about passwords. It's um it's it's just so you know 
it's just so important today to make sure that you know what passwords you have to your different accounts. I, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking you. 30 minutes ago, mm-hmm. I had to do something um, and I was trying to log into a Skype account and I hadn't been on Skype in many months. And <laughs> I could not for the life of me figure out what my password was to this. And I'm a, I'm a digital estate planning expert uh, <laughs> thinking about this all the time. Yes. So the idea is that we have these passwords, but if we don't store them somewhere securely and make sure that our loved ones know about them, they can end up becoming huge problems. We urge people to use password managers. There are wonderful services out there. Um, Dashlane is one. LastPass is one. I actually use both of those. And the, the beauty of a password manager is that you just need to remember one master password and then the password manager uh, creates um, unique passwords for you to use on various services that they will help you then um, unlock. And those are safe. You know that those are safe. I'm always like, oh, is that, you know, am I giving away information that I shouldn't be giving away? You know, I mean, but the, the ones that you're recommending are safe places to go to, these password managers. I assume there are a few. Yes, they're highly secure services, um, as secure as you can be today. And mm-hmm. everybody, what we tell people is that you, you know, everyone's going to have varying degrees of comfort putting information online, um, whether it's, um, you know, bank account, uh, you know, online bank accounts that you use um, or other services. But what we tell people is that at the very least, put some information for your family together so that in the event that something were to happen to you, your family would know where to look for important information and details. And we, um, you know, we, we think that if, if you do nothing else, you have to, and if you want to just start with, um, you know, a few key things for your family, first and foremost, make sure they know the passwords to your most important accounts and your most important devices. How do you unlock your iPhone? How do you unlock the computer? Because those things can really, you know, shut you out of somebody's life. And next, what are the major accounts um, that you have at various financial institutions? You know, do you you have a a primary bank account at Citibank or Bank of America? Do you, what credit cards are your main credit cards that you use? Um, are there any particular insurance policies that somebody would need to know about? And then lastly, who are the important contacts in your life? Any, you know, is there a, a, a special doctor, a lawyer, your employer, and a per, you know, particular family member um, that needs to be contacted in the event that something happens to you? We walk you through, we walk you through all of that in the book, how to think through what are those key things and and just put a few key pieces of information online. You don't have to actually put the bank account number, but just telling somebody that you have a bank account at a certain institution is helpful. Now, given all of that, and these are the steps to take, as you say, you walk us through it in the book, the, maybe the overall or the umbrella issue, which you talk about, it, and I guess this rebranding estate, a planning to be less boring, 
and more relevant to everyday life. So less boring. That's another thing. Some people, like we mentioned in the beginning, don't want to get involved in this because they're afraid that if they start doing it, they'll die tomorrow if that's what they're talking about or working on. How do you make it less boring? Because a lot of this stuff seems tedious. How do you make it so that it's not so tedious and not something, well, I'll do it, but I'll do it tomorrow. I've got other things to do. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, you should be updating your will or updating your trust and people just let that stuff go. So how do we, can we make this exciting and fun? And (laughs) (laughs) that's our whole mission. That's my whole mission and our, Adam, my co-founder's mission, we, um, you know, and maybe, maybe it makes sense to tell you how we got started um, because I think it ties into the the answer to your question. But um, the original idea for this, whole thing, the book and our, and our website, Everplant, came about when, 10 years ago, when I was planning my wedding. And I was using all of these resources and, and sites that are out there, like the not.com and Martha Stewart's website. And I was on them every single day. I was, uh, uh, yeah, for a story for another time was I was engaged for two years. And so I had a lot of time <laughs> to get really familiar with these wedding planning services. And I, you know, I, I was on their apps and their guides and their calendars and their checklists and reading their articles. And I don't know why my brain went from marriage to death, but I started to think about what's next and what are the other life stages that are out there and what are the other resources that are going to guide me through um, the next life stages in the same way that I was really handheld for wedding planning. And I started looking into it and I'm a repeat tech entrepreneur. I, I started just looking into it out of intellectual curiosity and found that there are plenty of resources for having weddings, plenty of resources for having children, plenty of resources for sending your kids off to college or financial planning, even, even retirement planning. But after retirement planning, the whole, you know, life stage area just evaporated. And I mentioned this idea to Adam, who's uh, another uh, repeat uh, tech veteran from the New York City uh, community. And I said, who's helping people deal with the last life stage. And he said, well, somebody is because it's the biggest life stage that there is. Not everybody has a wedding. Not everybody has kids. Not, you know, not everyone buys a home, but everybody has to deal with death at some point in their life. And so we started looking into it and found that there was absolutely nothing out there. This was, you know, 10 years ago. And so we said, well, how is it possible that the one life stage that is possibly the most difficult to navigate, the most complicated, the scariest, you know, the most morbid, um, doesn't have any modern sophisticated resources. And so that was really the idea behind everything that we have dedicated, um, you know, our, our lives to over the past 10 years, was to create the first modern consumer company focused on what we now call life and legacy planning. And to get to your question, the whole concept was we, in order to get people to even think about this, we're going to have to physically change the language of this topic. We, it should, why does it have to be morbid? Why does it have to be scary? Why can't we make this more like buying a car seat for your baby? When you're buying a car seat for your baby, you're not thinking about car accidents and, and death. You're thinking about being a responsible parent. And that's how we want this whole topic to come across because that's really what it is. It's just responsible planning. And so we actually, we went out and we hired 
the former editor-in-chief of all of Maxim's online properties, to be our editor-in-chief. And he has done such a phenomenal job of turning this topic into something that I don't want to call it is fun, but is more approachable. And really, that's, that's what this book is. It's an approachable, um, modern take on, on these topics because it doesn't have to be scary. <laughs> You know, that's well said, and I'm thinking about it, uh, approachable, but it also, it's challenging. People like a challenge. How can I do this? You know, you're plan- you describe planning your wedding for two years, I guess, but it, it's, you know, you want to have the best wedding. Well, maybe you want to have your, your the best, not the best death necessarily, but the best preparedness for it, and, and it makes it a, a challenge. It makes it a, I don't know if exciting is the word, but I, it's, it, yeah, it gives it a whole, it's a whole different emotional feel, I guess, this kind of. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's really in the way we talk about it too, which is we we I, I don't want to say we poke fun at the at the topic because it's a very serious topic, but it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. There are things in your everyday life that you need to organize now just because it's the right thing to do. By the way, you'll sleep better at night, and in the event that something happens to you, your family will have access to everything that you need. And and in my life, those things today are. You know, I want to, if, if God forbid something were to happen to my husband, I need to know what is the unlock code to his phone? What is the unlock code to his computer? Because I, I don't want to spend two hours, you know, or 10 hours or two days trying to figure all that out. Um, what are, you know, where, what is the Wi-Fi password to our apartment? <laughs> because we just moved and I don't know what he did. And I have no idea how to get on without his, you know, his doing it for me. Um, and then in our life, it's, we, have a, we have a parking garage here. I live in New York City. I take the subway to work, or I, I did before COVID. Um, he drives, and he drives to his, his office. And if I needed to get access to our car, how would I do that? Where do I, you know, what do I tell the guys at the parking lot in order to get access to our car? So it's, you know, it's not that, and, and then, of course, there are more serious things that I need to make sure that I know that he's put in place and where those things are. But the idea is that we get you thinking through the everyday foundational things like passwords, your, your assets, your information about your household, important contacts like we talked about. And then we help you assemble the bigger pieces, wills, powers of attorney, um, you know, where, where your insurance policies are, your healthcare directives, your digital accounts and services. And then the, the last part of the book is what we call the finishing touches when we help you, um, we help you personalize your plan. We help you include, figure out how to include special memories like photos or even recipes, which is my favorite section in our book and in our website, um, how to create an ethical will, uh, how to write letters for your family that you want to leave behind. And then lastly is... Um, funeral planning. We teach you how to plan your funeral. We even help you write your own obituary. And then a funny section in the book is we help you think about removing skeletons in your closet. If you have any old, you know, love letters from boyfriends that you wouldn't want somebody finding in your desk drawer, you know. Yeah, how do you um, do sure that? somebody knows. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I interrupted you. How do you do that? Well, so the first the first step there is figuring out, do you have any skeletons in your closet? And, and if you don't, then, then great. But if you do, 
Um, if there, if you have, I don't know, if you, if, if you have love letters, if you have, I don't know, um, illegal substances in your apartment or house that you want to make sure somebody else doesn't find, then think about what those things are. Make a list of those things. And then make sure that you tell somebody in your life that you trust to, you know, in the event that something were to happen to you, to come and clean out your closet for you. <laughs> Get rid of the evidence? Or is that what you, just clean up. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a great idea. You, but, <laughs> but the idea is really to help people think through these things in a, in a, in a, in a clear, comprehensive way that is, um, that's easy to get through because we know it's hard for people to get through these things, but it's just so important that we begin to think about these things because you never know when, you never know when there's going to be an emergency or, um, I I think of the horrors of COVID people go in the hospital and expecting to come out and die two or three days later. I mean, and they're young not necessarily old people or, you know, so this is the time to do that. Yeah. And the other thing, you're doing this in helping your loved ones uh, because when you get hit by the bus, when you die, they're grieving. And to have to do all this other stuff that they shouldn't have to be doing in the dark uh, is really adds to the pain and the grief and all of that. So, yeah, get it done. It's true. I I mean, you know, on on a more serious note, eight summers ago, after we had after we had created Everplan, um, eight summers ago, my brother was on vacation with his family on his way to lunch when he was hit head on by an impaired driver driving down the wrong side of the road, and he my brother was killed instantly. Um, it was an absolute nightmare for us, and luckily he had made financial arrangements, um, some financial arrangements, but he didn't have a will. He, we didn't know he didn't have a will, but he didn't have a will. We were having to track things down, figure out what he would have wanted. It was a disaster. It was a nightmare. Um, we had to make all sorts of decisions on his behalf that were expensive and stressful. And when you're going through that, you're just in a fog. You're not able to think clearly. And so it's not the best time to be making important decisions. And so your family can do, you know, you can do your family a huge service of, you know, of putting a few key things in place for them ahead of time so that when something or if something does happen, they don't have to go through a nightmare. And by the way, my story, that's just my story. What we've learned in the, in the many years of building this business and having, you know, thousands of, of clients and, um, and working with lots of financial services organizations that this is just my story. But everybody has a story. We hear stories like this all the time. Our lives are on sticky notes, uh, you know, around the computer. There are file folders underneath our beds. And when something bad happens, it's it's a really big problem for the family. Yeah, I, it seems to me that your story is probably the norm. Um, that, you know, when you're describing what happened with you and your brother, um, that's probably the norm rather than people being organized. And, and, and there are statistics, I'm sure you have them, but statistics on that, how unprepared people really are. We only have a few minutes left, but uh, one of the things that someone said to me was that the, the, for this pandemic, 
for instance, this is just a fire drill for other pandemics and other things that are potentially going to happen to us globally. So your book would really be helpful in that case. I'm thinking about it, you know, for us to get our acts together. But two minutes left. Give us website and or websites we can go to uh, for more information about your book and about everything else you're doing. Oh, so the book, the book is In Case You Get Hit by a Bus, How to Organize Your Life Now for When You're Not Around Later. And it's available anywhere books are sold. Or you could come and, uh, to our website about the book at incasethebook.com or to everplans.com. And um, you could, uh, you know, there's, but definitely uh, buy the book. Think of it as a companion guide to the website. And most importantly, just get started. Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Abby. Great information, obviously. And we need to, you know, there's a lot more in the book uh, that we didn't get to talk about. And I've been talking to Abby Schneiderman. And again, in case you get hit by a bus, how to organize your life now, not later, for when you're not around later, right? Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. 